Coming up, you thought it was your hard work <laughs> that produced the results. You thought it was because you, you know, you were smoozing with somebody that made this favor come your way. And then somebody may have to tell you, no, no, it, it wasn't what you was doing. It was God encouraging you in your work, in your studies. It was God encouraging you. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We've all been in situations where things did not turn out the way we had hoped or expected. Sometimes we lose focus or experience pain and difficulty. Well, take heart. In today's message, Pastor Robert reveals the many ways God is ever-present and always encouraging us. Here's the continuing message. God is the great encourager. So they going fishing, they went out, got into the boat. But it reads on, but that night they caught nothing. Y'all, you ever been there? <laughs> you ever been there hanging out with some folk? Somebody say, I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to do whatever. Y'all go do it. And then when you go do it, it just, it just didn't work. It just was unsuccessful. It didn't, you know, you thought, you thought, you thought what you was going to do was going to give y'all some pleasure and it just, just didn't deliver. Y'all, y'all, come on. Y'all ain't been there. You know, he said, I'm going out fishing all day, they fishing all night and caught nothing. Now, now the text doesn't tell us. You know, what motivated Peter to say, I'm going out fishing? It doesn't tell us that. We can speculate about why he went out. Okay. But one thing we do know about the whole scenario, he had started following Jesus. When he started following Jesus, Jesus says, come and follow me, and I'm going to make you become fishers of men. And the text tells us that they dropped their nets, just walked away from their job, <laughs> their fishing nets. They just walked away. So for three years, there's no appearance of them fishing. They just been hanging out with Jesus. Now, after Jesus dies and resurrected, they seen him at least twice. And this is, you know, in this scene, we ain't, he ain't came on the scene yet. Peter says, after three years of not fishing, all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm going out to fish. Y'all, you ever been there? You ever been there? You ever been there? There was something you ain't done in a long time? And then one day you're hanging out, you just say, you know what, I'm going to go do this. See, for some of us, it was, I'm going out. Not I'm going out fishing. <laughs> I'm just going to go out. Y'all know what that means, right? And then some folks say, I'm going out with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And then that, that then so, you know, y'all do your, you get your, you know, put on your, you know, your shindig clothes or whatever you call them, you know, your, you know, and you get ready to go out. And y'all know what go out look like. And so, look, look here, God encourages encouraged them. We're going to see even when you're not necessarily focused. I mean, let me tell you, let me ask you, have, had God ever encouraged you while you was out? 
you know, maybe doing something you probably shouldn't have been doing. And God somehow encouraged you while you was, you know, like told you, okay, okay, you had enough. Don't drink no more. <laughs> or, you know, or told you it's late. Go home to your family. Uh, you know, something to encourage you, <laughs> right? And, you know, just spoke to you while you was out. Even when you wasn't really focusing on the things of God, God still will encourage you. Because <laughs> he's the great encourager. And so they're out fishing. And it's not necessarily that they was doing something wrong. I'm just, you know, but this is what he had left. <laughs> doing when he started following Christ. And Christ died, now all of a sudden he gets an inkling to want to go fish. And they caught nothing all night. But look what happened. A, write this down. He causes me to be fruitful in my profession or studies. He causes me to be fruitful in my profession or my studies. So while they were out fishing, they caught nothing. And then the text read on John 24, 4 through 11. It says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. And pause for a minute. They was out there all night, caught nothing. And nighttime is the best time to fish. I'm not a fisherman. I just heard that, you know, that. <laughs> that that's the best time to fish and during the best time to fish while they was out they caught nothing and Jesus shows up in the morning and says just throw it over here and now they get they catch so much they have trouble getting it in it was so much is that not encouraging Huh? We're we talking about to a, a professional fisherman who caught nothing, and Jesus shows. They don't even know it's Jesus yet, but he tells them to do something, and they catch a whole lot. That, that would encourage a fisherman. And then it reads on verse 7. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say that, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. Okay, look what happened here. Jesus shows up to encourage them, even when they wasn't not necessarily focused, and they didn't even recognize him. The one Jesus loved had to point out that that's Jesus, that's the Lord. And then Peter recognized him. 
See, some of the reasons that we may not recognize God's in, that it's God encouraging us, because we might need somebody to point it out to us. We might need somebody to say, that was God. <laughs> you, you, you just, you, you, it went, went right over your head. You, you, you thought it was, you know, your diligence that produced the results. You thought it was your hard work <laughs> that produced the results. You thought it was because you, you know, you were smoozing with somebody that made this favor come your way. And then somebody may have to tell you, no, no, it, it wasn't what you was doing. It was God encouraging you in your work, in your studies. It was God encouraging you. It was God that allows you to get that A when you really didn't study. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, that, that's what it was. It was God that allowed you to, to get that promotion that you really ain't qualified for. You no, know, it wasn't you. It wasn't you because you talked the right game, interviewed well. You no, know, it wasn't that. It was God. It was God encouraging you. Even when you wasn't necessarily focused, he was still encouraging you. God did that. And sometimes it takes somebody else to point it out to you because you don't see it. So the one Jesus loved had to tell the rest of the disciples, the one that told us to throw the net on this side and we caught all that fish, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And then Peter realized he was right. And then he jumped out the boat to go to him. Verse 8 reads, the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. Now, <laughs> y'all see what happened here? They've been fishing all night. Caught nothing. This is how good God, this is how this is why he's a great encourager. He says, throw your net over here. They threw it. They caught all this stuff. But that was raw fish. They get to shore. Somehow, somehow, <laughs> Jesus got it all hooked up. <laughs> they get to shore. There's a fire. There's coals. And fish is cooking. And there's bread. Been fishing all night. Is that, not, is that not encouragement? And it's the resurrected king. Got it all hooked up. <laughs> and then look what happened here. Um, it, it reads on. Jesus, verse 10, Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large, of, of large fish. Now, get this. It wasn't, you know, them little, little, bitty, tiny little fish. Now, yeah, yeah, guppies. They, they had been fishing all night and caught nothing. No, he told them to throw their net over here, and they caught large fish. Huh? You, you, 
y'all ain't fishermen either, just like me. Y'all don't fish just like me, huh? Y'all must not. Because if y'all, if y'all did, you would be jumping, you'd be shouting something because I, I watch fishermen. I watch them. I watch them on Facebook. I watch them on TV. And they love to talk about how large the fish are they catch. I'm not a fisherman, but a fisherman likes to let you know the size. So they, I've seen pictures of guys holding fish. And they put in the, right in there how, how much it weighed. So you'll know how large it is. And sometimes if that's not enough, they give you the weight, they'll put, they lay something beside the fish that you know is, you know, you know that how long it is. And it may not be a scale, it just might be a shoe or I don't know, anything. And then when they lay it alongside the fish, you can tell, oh, that fish pretty big. Because it's bigger than whatever they laid beside it, right? So fishermen love large fish. So they caught, not only, they caught large fish. And the writer of this book was so grateful to tell us how many it was. The text reads on and says 153. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, y'all ain't fishing. You can't be fishermen. They went from catching zero. Y'all, y'all, all night, caught nothing. Nathan to catching 153 of large fish. That's a big deal to a fisherman. That's a big deal. I told you God is the great encourager. He's a great encourager. Right? And look what it says. 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Now, look how good God is. See, the the implication here is that the net should have torn with that many large fish. The net should have just torn. But God is so good. He fixed it so the net wouldn't tear. They was able to haul in all 153 of them. Which means they somebody counted them. All right. They brought the net in and somebody started going one, a two, a three, a four. Right? Somebody had to count them. Right? And they figure out it's 153 large fish. I told you, God is the great encourager. Oh, you must, you y'all not fishermen, so you're not relating to this. Okay, let me give you an example. You Go to your mailbox at work on payday, and you know there's supposed to be at least one check there, and you get there, and it's two. Ah, oh, see, yeah, see, now, see, y'all can relate to that. See, I can see it on your face. It's two, it's two checks. It's like, what, why are they giving me a second check? <laughs> you know, and then you open up the first, okay, that's your regular check. And then you open up the other one, you go, Ooh, <laughs> a bonus or something, you know, it's like, see, see, now you can relate. You can relate. That's the goodness, encouragement of God. Don't that, don't that encourage you? Can't you go back to your cube now, ready to, you know, get some work done? God's a great encourage. These are fishermen. This was very encouraging to them. It had to be. And the net didn't tear. God kept it. 
And then uh, B, write this down. He, he blesses me with his presence. He blesses me with his presence. So we talked about how God had, was there waiting to feed him there. And so it tells us here, John 21, 12, and 13. It says, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. <clears throat> oh. <sighs> I got to pause there. I feel real good, you know, when my, if my wife cooks me breakfast or my children cook me breakfast. Makai asked me today, she said, gee, daddy, uh, you want some eggs? <laughs> I said, no, no, thank you. That makes me feel great when that happens. But for Jesus, y'all, y'all, <laughs> Did Jesus say, come and have breakfast? Y'all, that must have lit them up. Jesus, you, you got breakfast for us? After us all night fishing? Jesus? Saying to you, come and have breakfast? Oh. He says, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. Y'all see what happened here? They didn't have to say a word to him or to each other. Because they knew this was the Lord. You ever been there? Has God ever graced you with his presence? Blessed you with his presence? And you just knew it was God. <laughs> you didn't even say nothing. You just... You just you sensed it with every ounce of your being that this was God, that God just was in your presence. They didn't say nothing. They just knew this is the Lord. Is that not encouraging? Huh? When you felt, when you had that experience, were you not ready to shout, run, and jump? When you just knew this was the Lord. It was God. I have no doubt about it. This was God. It was God. Oh, what will that do to your afflicted heart, <laughs> to your troubled heart, your troubled spirit? Oh, that will encourage you. That will encourage you. And so they're there in the presence of God having breakfast. And nobody had to say nothing. They knew it was the Lord. Number two, write this down. He encourages me concerning the past. He encourages me concerning the past. Even when I mess up badly. 
He encourages me concerning the past even when I mess up badly. John 13, 37 and 38 says this. Peter, is, let me set this up a little bit. Before Peter said these things, Jesus had just told the disciples that he was going to be crucified. He had told them that he was going to go away. Told them he was going to go away. I'm going to go and you can't come where I'm going yet. That's what he told them. So here's Peter. He says, Peter asks, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Verse 38. Then Jesus answers, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Peter tells Jesus, I'm ride or I'm die. <laughs> Jesus, you can count on me. I'm your boy. I will die for you. And Jesus says, Peter, come on, man. I'm going to tell you the truth about you. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to disown me three times. That's a bad mess up, y'all. I don't know if you get this. That, that's a bad mess up. Okay? That's pretty bad. You've you been hanging out with this guy for three years. He's been teaching you. Changed your life. Gave you hope for eternity. And then you disown him three times. Say, I don't know him. And if you know the story, Jesus, he, Peter didn't, he didn't disown them lightly. You know, it wasn't like, you know, I don't, I don't. You know, you know, you like, you know, somebody show you a picture and you, you know, you, we see it on TV programs. They trying to get witnesses. They say, you seen this person? And they be like, oh, I don't think I saw him. No, it wasn't like that with Pete. Pete would say, I ain't seen that bleep, bleep, bleep. I don't know who that bleep, 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 bleep is. So the Bible tells us, it says he cursed. He didn't, he, he wasn't a light disowner. He went off and said, I don't have nothing to do with him. But even when you mess up badly, God will still encourage you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son Jesus Christ amen if you prayed that prayer I want to personally welcome you to the family of God 
And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Decide right now that whatever happens to me in my future, I'm going to decide that I'm going to use it to glorify God. That's what I'm going to do. Make that decision now. It, it won't be a wasted pain. It won't be a wasted hurt. It's going to glorify God. Thank you for listening.